And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Friday afternoon, and it's time to talk money for the first time this year with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. Mate, good afternoon. How are we? Really well. I've survived the festive season, and I'm ready to get stuck into 2022. What about you? Yeah, look, it's uh, I've lived every, every young boy's dream today and spent four or five hours in a massive rock truck driving something that you see on a cartoon when you're little. So big shout out to the boys at Complex for making that happen. So yeah, it's a little bit different way to spend your summer, but you know, you can't get you can't get COVID in a truck by yourself, which is good, I guess. So. <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. Well, today we're very appropriately taking a look at uh, everybody's uh, most commonly um, co- quoted uh, New Year's resolution. I'm going to set some financial goals for the new year. Everybody says they're going to do it. Sadly, not everybody does. So what should we consider when we're setting goals for 2022? Yeah, this one's a bit like me saying I'm going to go to the gym every day from the 1st of January. We all know we say it, but the chances of me actually doing it are few and far between. But from a financial standpoint, I think it's a good time to just give yourself some opportunities to improve maybe what you did last year or build on the good behaviours that you may have started last year. And I think the first thing that you need to sort of keep in mind here is don't don't look at something in a 12-month window. I always say to people regularly, if you have a three-month, six-month, nine-month, 12-month goal, you can bring it right down to a month if you want. You need something to stay engaged because things happen that are out of your control. Um, markets can move up, markets can move down. You might have to deal with an interest rate rise. You might have to change a rental property. You might get divorced. There are a million things that can impact your ability to maintain a financial objective. And I think the important thing for people here is be realistic and try and achieve something that is attainable and then reward yourself. So if you're unsure with how much you can actually save, start with one month and have a goal. And if you achieve that goal, then reward yourself and then look to try and go out another month or see what you can do in two months and then see if you've hit that goal and reward yourself. You don't need to have 25 different accounts and put some money here, there and everywhere. One of the best things you can do if you have a non-deductible home loan is fill up an offset account. So depending on your lender, you could have your existing offset account and then you could open a separate one where you could clearly measure and set up direct debits to kick off your savings program and then review it during the year. So I think the big takeouts here are short, medium and longer term. Reward yourself along the journey. Um, and if you do hit your goals, then go and do something that you like because everybody that's on a diet generally has a cheat day or they might have a day off from going to the gym to let their body relax. Saving financially is no different. If you need to go out and buy some stuff you've been waiting to get, reward yourself, go out and get it. But set those behaviours in place and where you can use technology um, to your advantage. So if you can set a direct debit up and link it to an account that is not on your phone, you've got a greater chance of fighting the temptation after a couple of wines on a Friday afternoon to go and buy something because somebody's been in your ear or giving you a great idea. Um, and I find people that keep their accounts separate from their online banking on their phone have a greater success rate when it comes to the long-term return of their savings program 
um, once it's commenced. So yeah. think about how you're going to do it. Yeah, the, the trick there, of course, is making sure that that savings pool is a little bit more difficult to access so that you're mm. not likely to do it on the spur of the moment. And if you do feel that you need to access that savings pool, you have to go through a few steps in order to do it just to make sure you're absolutely certain that's what you want to do. You said that one of the most important things is to be realistic. Now, obviously, everybody's individual circumstances are different. So how do we work out what's realistic for us does that process begin by sitting down and using that awfully dirty word the budget well it's a pretty dirty word in most people's eyes um it's a bit like diet isn't it yes um but yeah look i think you need a starting point and given that the january's just kicked off you might say well let's use january as our benchmark of what our costs were in that month as a general guide because you may find that your food bills and electricity when you break them down they, they are fairly consistent depending on the household that you live in um, but you need something that you can achieve yourself there's no point trying to save five thousand dollars a month because your friend does if you only make six thousand dollars a month working full-time so i think it's important not to get wrapped up with the thomases and the kivas and the snydros and just look after yourself and understand what you can do and remember that nothing here is fixed all right. It's supposed to be a bit of fun. It's supposed to be something that you review and execute like anything you get better at in life, whether it's sport, whether it's driving a race car, whether it's driving a rock truck, whether it's doing anything in life. You're not great at it straight away. And in any other facet of life, you build on your knowledge and you build on your ability. And this is very similar. Start with something that's attainable and then review it at the end of the month. If you find there's a bit extra, then up your 200 a fortnight to 250 and then yeah. give it three months. One of, build it out from there. one of the oldest pieces of advice that exists in the world is that uh, when you're deciding on a savings plan, uh, the, the basic platform to start from is put aside at least 10% of your income on a regular and consistent basis. How important is that 10% rule or should you aim higher? Look, uh, you know, one of the bullets I put down when I'm making a list is get yourself some hungry friends. Um, get yourself some driven mates. Um, I find that if you're doing things and you're talking about it with your peer group, then you become more engaged. Then if it becomes a little bit competitive, all right, that's great. I, I don't see anything wrong with that because it'll keep you on track. It'll keep you focused. Um, but I think the important thing is that that 10% would be my starting point. Um, but again, that's why I say everybody's different. Um, and we all go through different times in our lives where we have great cash flow. We don't have great cash flow. Um, things like rate rises will impact people's ability to save this year. Um, so I think saving now will be a really good warm-up for when interest rates uh, increase later in the year and it's, you've given yourself a little bit of buffer, if nothing else. But I'd try and, and get into a savings account as much as you can afford to do. If that's 20%, if that's 30%, if you're not married um, and you've got cash sloshing around in your bank account because you don't have a partner that likes spending it, then shove it into another account as fast as you can because the day will come when someone else says, I'd like this and I'd like that. And we all know what happens at the end of those conversations. It generally ends with yes, dear, um, and there goes your savings. Yeah. So also another um, challenge for your savings, of course, is that you might be faithfully putting away a little every fortnight, but then, of course, we have bills that arrive, say, on a quarterly basis or even once a year. And we, yeah. we need to also put aside money for those 
to make sure we've got that money set aside separately from our savings so that you're not dipping into your actual savings just to pay bills. That's exactly right. And I think that's where we come back to what we said about starting in January and looking at maybe what you had last year. If your water bill is $300 a quarter, then on top of the amount that you can save discretionally, look to try and put in whatever you're going to have to find on a quarterly basis. Because funnily enough, all of those bills come at the same time. It could be registration, it could be water, electricity, gas. All of those things tend to end up in your mailbox at the same time. So thinking about what your outgoings are and allowing that as part of your fixed direct debit can eliminate the need to dip into large capital sums and give yourself that comfort that there is a little bit of a buffer there when those bills do drop. Yeah, I've uh, noticed that uh, there's an explanation for all those bills coming at the same time. Moving interstate uh, from Queensland to the ACT meant I had to um, swap insurance, I had to swap registration, I had to get new electricity accounts. So everything all happened at once and then that keeps on happening all at once. Yeah, that's right. And I think a good tip here for people is, you know, ring, ring the ACT government and set up some direct debits. If you want to lessen that impact of that quarterly electricity bill, water bill, rates notice, whatever it may be, set up a little direct debit. You're not going to miss $20 or $30 a fortnight. But at the end of the quarter, when your bill's half of what you potentially expected it to be, you haven't changed the way that you live. And it's not going to impact your ability to maintain your goals going forwards because you would have taken some of the pain out of those lumpier transactions that we all know turn up at the same time. So direct debit for savings and direct debit for things like electricity, phone bills, and the like. If that's the way that you are and you like that peace of mind, that's another great strategy that yeah. people can use to limit that as well. So we need to be realistic in setting our goals. We need to plan ahead for costs that we know we're going to encounter. And uh, at the same time, we also need to uh, make sure we're adding to our savings on a regular and a consistent basis. So how can someone go about putting their goal into action? Yeah, so I think you, you need to sit down and look at your account structure. If you have an offset account on your home loan and you could go to your lender and get a separate one so that you can measure how much you actively save, the nice thing about having multiple offset accounts is you're still paying down your home loan, so you're not losing any um, saving ability or interest reductions by doing so. So check with your lender and see if you can have another offset account. If you can't, look to have a separate bank account that is not tied to your online banking, as we mentioned earlier. That way you're less inclined to fall to temptation through um, an idea that's put in your head or a deal that you see and you jump on, um, which is another one that people actively get caught in. Um, Set things up and forget about them. I can promise you, once you start doing this, the important thing is just start and just see what happens. Just start with $50 a fortnight, $100 a fortnight, $200, $300, $400. Whatever your personal situation will allow, just start actively directing money somewhere else so that at the end of the year, the end of the month, the end of the quarter, you can look in there and say, wow, I really didn't miss that. Because the big takeout from last year that everybody said to me walking into the office when they were working from home was, I can't believe how much cash is in the bank. And that screams to me that discretionary waste is at an all-time high. And I think in a rising interest rate environment, which we will see this year, People need to be prepared for their expenses to go up. So getting a handle on your savings now will give you a huge amount of peace of mind. Be realistic. You know, don't, don't try and keep up with the Kibas and the Thomases um, if you're not driving in that lane. You know, I think that's the important thing. 
stay in your lane and do what is right for you. The last thing you want to do is try and compete with mates that have a different set of, situ- of circumstances and, and different cash flow abilities to then be able to become disenfranchised and give up because it's very easy to give up quickly and then wish five years later that you'd actually done something. So start, make it realistic, make it consistent, use direct debits. And if you can, use technology. You know, in previous shows, we've talked about things like RAIS, R-A-I-Z, where, you know, you can set up a direct debit into a portfolio that you can choose, so you get market growth. You can also then set up a direct debit to add to it from your bank account. And they also round all of your transactions from a credit card and a bank account as well, which is a, a nice little forced saving that you won't miss as well. So if you can find something like that on the technology front that works for you, consider putting it into your, into your routine. Um, and also look at your outgoings. Check your mortgage rate. You know, check your power. Check your electricity. Would solar save you a ton of money? Look at your fixed expenses at the moment, your car insurances. It's a great time to start the year with a little bit of a saving and 200 here, 300 there, 400 there can add up to something that's really rewarding but can also compound within a market over time to really leverage the the ability to sharpen up what's going out of your wallet and keep more of it to stay in your wallet. And do I really need to pay $130 a month for Foxtel? <laughs> that, that my kids' kids will be asking that conundrum um, because we all know that there's 725 pay TV stations, and I know a lot of the listeners out there would would agree that you turn it on and spend half an hour looking for something to watch <laughs> when you've got 15 different platforms. So again, if you don't need it, be ruthless and get rid of it. And if you've got clothes for the ladies out there that that, that love a wardrobe, if you haven't worn it in the last six months, sell it. The secondhand clothing market is pumping. Um, and it's a great way to clear out the uh, the wardrobe, potentially to fund more new gear mm. or to, to increase your savings going forward. Indeed. I'm chatting with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Today we're talking about setting financial goals for 2022. So, Luke, it's that time of the program when I ask you, what are your key tips for setting goals in the new year? Yeah, so some key things people can keep in mind is, that we touched on before the ad break, set short, medium and longer term targets and then reward yourself when you hit them. And if you don't, don't tear yourself apart, okay? Because without commitment, you won't start doing it. And without consistency, you won't finish doing it. And I think that's really important for people to keep in mind. Just start doing something, and you can let it compound from there depending on your situation. Remember that you're going to have to give maybe something up because anything that's easy um, is is hard to be consistent with because you need to suffer a little bit for the reward at the other end. And if that means you don't go out an extra night, a fortnight, so that you have your savings goal at the end of the year for a holiday, a new car, some new shoes or whatever it may be, you need to weigh up the importance of what you're getting. Uh, Review what you do. Set up and automate it. So use direct debits where you can, out of sight, out of mind. So use an account that's not linked to your phone. And then review what you're trying to achieve. If you can do a little bit more next month or next quarter, then have a go at it. If it doesn't work out, don't slash your wrists. Just wind it back a little bit and try again. And I think that's the important thing. Just keep reviewing and executing, reviewing and executing, like anybody that tries to learn how to do something new. Use technology if you can. Uh, There are a number of apps out there that will help you have visibility of what's going on, help you invest, help you diversify, and help you stay on track um, and stay in your lane. You know, the big thing here is don't try and compete with your mates because, one, they may lie to you. 
Two, you don't understand their financial situation. And three, if you stick to what you're doing, we should be able to then get a great outcome at the end of the set period you're looking for. And you'd be really proud of yourself, like losing a few kilos in the gym. It invigorates you to lift more, run further and, and see if you can drop a few more kilos. Saving is no different. You've got to start somewhere and it's going to hurt at the start, but after a while you just won't miss it. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Uh, once you start saving a little, a little grows into a lot and then it seems to take care of itself to some degree. It's, it's like it grows even more than you expect it to. Um, it's just getting started that can be the hard part. Yeah, look, I've been trying to start Apple Fitness Program on my watch since the 1st of January <laughs> and here we are now on the 14th and those that know me know I'm king size at the moment and every morning I wake up and go, I'll do that and funnily enough, something else gets my attention but if you just got to start so i'll start going to the gym if people start saving their money and we can compare outcomes at 30 june well that sounds like a that sounds like a challenge so luke where can listeners get more information yeah so the office number is still 62604749 the girls are in there happy to take appointments i think we've got a few spots left um a couple of days in february and then into april we've got envisionfinancial.com.au we can subscribe to the Knowledge Centre, that's free, and there's a raft of video material and calculators that people can use there. We've got the podcast, the strategy stack of Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify, and we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all of the key takeouts of the show. You can watch it on your phone. You don't have to read anything, and it's something you can do on the move. So there's a a little bit of something there for everybody. There certainly is, and uh, you'll be back again uh, on the program at the same time next Friday, and we'll talk money all over again. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Thanks very much.